Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the podcast. Today we're going to play works, and that's pretty near and dear to me, so let's dive in. So today we're going to be talking about works, and like I said before, this is kind of near and dear to me. As somebody who was really looking internally, and not necessarily for salvation, but but looking more at the works of it than I was looking at the faith of it. And that some of you may sound pretty crazy, but this is something the Lord has just constantly been getting drilled at me. That the man I am today is a completely different man than who I used to be. Um, before, I made a whole lot of excuses and would kind of come to God um, thinking that, hey, because of this, or hey, because of that, hey, because of whatever, in a way. And now when I come to God, and this is only to His glory, only praise be to the Son of God who saves me. Only glory be to God that He is the one that done this work in my life. It's nothing I do. So everything I say about myself is no credit to myself. Trust me, by myself and left to myself, I can do nothing. As Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's just true in this situation. I cannot do none of this if it wasn't for Christ. But the man I am today, and I'm glad I am the man I am today, I am humbly broken. And being humbly broken um, is a phenomenal thing because no one likes to be broken. But when we understand the more broken we are, the more we look to Christ, the more broken we actually are, the more it leaves room for Him and His mending and His fixing. Because sometimes when we, we're not that broken, we don't feel that broken. And we don't feel that um, like things are wrong. Sometimes our flesh, between the Satan, the flesh, and the world, we can be kind of deceived. And for me, it really was a little bit almost to it works. Not really works, but I've got to do this, or I need to do this. Am I doing this right, or am I doing this right? Yada, yada, yada. And went on and on and on. And it is funny how you always learn something new, it seems like. You're, you're never at a moment of just like, okay, I'm here. You're never achieving that perfectness of, okay, I know it all, or okay, I'm showing it all, right? I'm always coming, developing from one. If I'm not in one thing learning something through life, it's directly into another. It'll go from humbleness or brokenness to um, self-righteousness or this, that, and the other, and it just seems like it's been a constant, I don't know, almost in a way, I guess you could call it a chopping off, a pruning and and I can't be more happy. Some people's like, man, I tell you, when when God chastens me, you know, or you know, I'm sure some people out there, it's like that. You know, it's like, oh no, I don't want, I don't want to be created by the Lord. I'm like, Lord, correct me, Lord, correct me. I want to see God moving in my life. I want to see God correcting me. I want to see Him developing my life. I want to see it. And so this is one of those things. Works is one of those things that played a big part. And I don't necessarily mean like, okay, because I've prayed 83 times or I've, um, you know, gave up this, I'm somehow right before you. That's that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. But we're going to look at some scriptures before we dig into it a little deeper. Um, we're going to actually look at Romans 3 today. And not many, not many, and going to dig into all of all the scriptures, but we'll dig into some. Starting in verse 9 of Romans 3, it says, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proven both Jews and Gentiles that are they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are altogether become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. 
Their throat is an open sepulcher, her grave, according to its translation. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of aphs is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their way. In the way of peace they have not known. Or have they not known? I'm so used to reading different versions. <laughs> there is no fear of God before their eyes. And so, just a few other little verses I'd give you from Romans, uh, Romans 3.20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Um, Romans uh, 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, verse 24 says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth, verse 25, to be a proposition through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed to the forbearance of God. So we kind of see that, you know, and I, I kind of want to throw this in there, not just um, things I'm struggling with or I've struggled with, but also maybe you're somebody out there who's trusting in the works or your goodness to save you. God has declared that there is no one good, no, not one, that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Matter of fact, Romans 6.23 declares to you and me and everybody that the wages of sin is death. And the problem with that is, we just read it, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so salvation is only found through faith in Christ Jesus. That's 6.23 says, the first part says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So only through faith and by God's grace, through faith in Christ and what he's done, his perfect blood atonement was the only thing that satisfied God. And I'll dig into that. And maybe in episode two of this, um, talking about that. But right now what I really want to dig to is, is works. Works will not save us. And I think the more that we become broken and understand that humbly before God, and, and I know that even when we're Christians, we know this, right? We know this, but the flesh and Satan, it always tries to come up something. It always makes us want to look at ourselves and evaluate ourselves based off our standards in a way. And so this was big in my life, um, you know, in, in everything we read about Christ, everything he's done. And a part of us as humans, we don't want to think, oh, it can't be that easy. It can't be that easy. But and, and we try to fight it. Like, I got to add something to it. I got to add something to it. And it's just not the case. Christ has done it all. It's only by faith. It's a free gift. Like he says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord just to believe on him, to believe the gospel, to believe the truth is all that's required to believe on him. And some might say, well, what about holiness? What about goodness? All this other stuff as far as like living right. Living right doesn't save you. Living right will never save you. It will never save you. If you evaluate yourself by how good you've lived your life, about how good a person you are, or think you're a Christian because you do good, you're wrong. We're saved for good works, not saved by good works. And that's just the truth. And, and how can we? How can we truly know what good is? How can we truly follow Christ without Christ? It makes no sense. Look, you can imitate Christ your whole life. I'm just telling you, somebody out there, if, unless you have a personal relationship with God and are saved, you could say, hmm, I, Christ taught really good things. I'm going to follow him and still wind up in hell. It's not about what you do. It's not about what you do. It's not about you being good enough to come to Christ and then come to Christ and say, hey, Lord, I'm now this righteous, now I'm saved. No, it's about broken people and truly broken people turning from their sins and turning from their self and trusting in their self to trusting in Christ to save them. And that salvation, then he, as he changes us, he sanctifies us. And as our sanctification process goes on, uh, or he justifies us and sanct we have sanctification in our lives and we become holier. The man I was, you know, 
year ago, or man, I was last week, as I'm, you know, different today. <laughs> always, like I said at the beginning of this, always learning something and always learning, you know, things I'm doing wrong. You know, I do a lot of things wrong, and I'm I'm corrected by for them. But but the thing is, and we we get better as time goes on, right? Not that we 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 become somehow higher level of Christians, but we do become more sanctified and we do learn and grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. But the thing is, though, is it's great to be humbly broken. It's great to be broken and realize this need because now when I come to Christ, where I used to not do this, now when I come to Christ, I come to God. And some people have this this such a high relationship with God. I'm like, that's great. But when I come to God now, I come to Him as somebody that who is like a naked man, completely naked, worthless. And I'm not talking about who I am in Christ, so please hear me out. I'm a naked man, worthless to myself, robed in His righteousness, robed in His forgiveness and grace, robed in His mercy. Now, when I come to God, I'm only coming to God through Christ Jesus, only coming to God with what He's given me. I'm naked apart from Him. I'm nothing without Him. I'm naked. I'm destitute. I have nothing at all. And Christ is all I need. But what I'm saying is, in myself, in the flesh, there's nothing good. My flesh may be crucified with Christ, but it's the Spirit. It's the Spirit that... that, that lives right it's the flesh has been crucified that we walk by the flesh with a spirit not by the flesh so in the flesh with left to myself i'm nothingness i'm broken i'm nothing it my all its work like filthy rags it has nothing to offer god i have nothing to offer god the only thing i have to offer god is what christ is giving me for to god which is his own life death burial and resurrection for us to forgive me to give me justification now, yes, we, I could talk to you about who we are in Christ. We have the promises. We're God's children. We're loved. Yes, but what I'm talking about is when I come to Christ, now there's this knowledge of being humbly broken, that when I come to Christ, and I don't want it any other way, yes, I would love more confidence. And yes, I would love to, un, to have more confidence than what I do. Um, so, And I'm sure he'll lead me there, right? But he had to break me. He had to prune me. He had to chop off all the self-righteousness and the pride and the coming to God with everything, but just simply understanding robed in his righteousness his forgiveness his love and grace and that's it that i'm i'm nothing apart from christ but in christ i'm loved in christ i'm made right in christ i'm justified in christ i'm god's child you take away christ out of the picture and what he's done and who he is and his blood atonement for my sins and i'm nothing you're nothing we're nothing we're but a vapor We're, we're we're just like we're here today and gone tomorrow but with Christ, we're children. We're going to be children of the kingdom, or eternally, the kingdom of heaven. And we're going to be with Christ forever. You know, and so, but trusting in yourself doesn't get you anywhere. Thinking that somehow you have some standing before God without God's own righteousness that He's provided will get you nowhere and it will avail you nowhere. Personal, personal testimony, personal witness here to tell you today that if you're trusting in yourself, you are in a, you're in a bad spot. Give up everything and trust Christ. Listen, listen, sometimes we try to put clothes on ourselves before we come to Christ to make ourselves look better in front of Christ, but that's not what Christ is wanting. It's not what God's wanting. He wants you to know you're naked and desolate without Him. He wants you to know that. He wants you to see that your need for Him. I think it was Revelations, and I'll see if I can pull it up. And the, the church talks about Revelations. Revelations 3.17, he says to these, these people, I guess the churches church he says for you say i am rich and i have grown rich and i have need of nothing and you do not realize that you are wretched miserable poor and blind and naked 
Now that's harsh. That's the, I say harsh. That's hard. That'd be hard to hear. You know, he goes on to tell him, he says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in fire that thou mayest be rich and white remnant that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye slave that thou mayest see. Now, I'm not applying that to us right now, but what I'm saying is, I'm just using that as an example. You know, in my life, you know, or any of us, we try to do that. Sometimes we, we don't see our need for what it is. And, and Christ is wanting us to see our need and, and come to him like that. And so no amount of goodness is going to save you. No amount of working your way and clothing your way, then come to Christ. Come to him as you are. Don't be, he, as dirty as it may be, don't be scared to come to him because we need him. And, and, I, and I'll tell God, uh, this is a motto that I use all the time. Well, I've started using it all the time, even even in prayer. You know, or a lot of times anyway, is that, Lord, I wouldn't believe it if you didn't say it. You know, when I come to Christ by faith, I come to him on his authority of his word, on what he has done and what he has said and believing in what he said. Left to myself, if I just looked at myself and looked, you know, internally and said, you know what? And this is the opposite of trying to look at works. But I said, man, there ain't no way I can come to Christ. Look how bad I am. But that ain't what I do. But I, but I say, you know what, God? I come to you. You know, I come to you, Jesus, because not because I deserve to come to you, not because I'm righteous, not because I need, I have the ability to come to you on my own, but because you yourself have made a way. You have opened up your hand. You have died for my sins. You've given your life, and you tell me to believe it and receive it by faith. Then I'm coming to you on your word. And so we can't look at ourselves, and, and, and it kind of goes both ways. You know, sometimes we either think we're too good, or sometimes we think we're too bad. Just obey his word and come to him by faith. But works don't save anybody, and you can just constantly see this all throughout the Bible. And it's so great because if you come to Christ by faith and leave that works, leave yourself, turn from your self-righteousness and come to Christ by faith and humble yourself, why would you ever want to stay under the law or under a work-based salvation? How in the world could you ever think that makes you right with God? Whose goodness is he going to go on? There's, there's probably always somebody in the world's eyes that's better than you. There's probably guys in bow of silence up on a mountain somewhere and sitting down just meditating for 23 hours a day. <laughs> now, I don't know, but, you know, they've probably never, you know, looked at pornography or they've probably never done this, that, or the other. And so, you know, whose standard of goodness does God go on when you get there before God of heaven and he looks at you and he, you have 50 people, each one saying how the other person beside them is not good and, and but they are good and you're saying they're not good, you're good because they didn't do this or they didn't do that or they say, well, you did this, but I didn't do this. Look, God's not going to judge you based off your own goodness. He's not going to base, base it off of how you see good or how you see bad. He's going to judge you based off what he has said. And I dare to tell you off the authority of the word of God that he says there's no one good, no, not one, that we've all sinned. And he tells us that the wages of that sin is death, my friend. The wages of that sin is death. That is God in his written word, that God has spoken in his word. And you have it on the authority of God's word to you and to those who read it and hear it, that there's no one righteous, no, not one, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So you left yourself in your works. You will die in your sins unless you come to Christ by faith and believe only in him. Now, if you are a Christian, then the devil, I feel like the devil is going to constantly try to mix those things up because we're saved for good works, not saved by them. And self-evaluation is a good thing, right? We want to self-evaluate ourselves, right? Test yourself, see if you're in the faith, the Bible says. But 
to the degree that it's not what makes you right. You don't look at yourself. And he says, see, if you're in the faith, he doesn't say, look at yourself and say, hmm, do I have enough works? Am I good enough for God? Because you're not. You're never going to be good enough for God. If you were good enough for God, then Jesus Christ didn't have to come, right? Or so they say. So here's the thing. Look to Christ. He's the only one that was pleasing to God. He was the only one that was truly pleasing to God for us, to die for us, to be the Lamb of God for us. He was the only one that, the only way of salvation is in Christ Jesus. The only way. And it's hard in my life. And I, I don't mind being humbly broken. Because if, I, if God is breaking me, God is pruning me, God is fertilizing the ground that I am for the deadness, the dead fruit that I haven't had in my past, then so be it good. Let Jesus do whatever he needs to do. Let the Spirit do whatever he needs to do to have his will be done in my life. And there's such a place in your life if you could get to it. And I'd say get to it. I ain't talking about working. But if you could just let, let the Lord lead you there to this place where it's thy will be done. Man, give up everything. Give up everything. Give up how you feel. Give If it's something you enjoy and you don't want to give it up for Christ, then just, you know what, toss it away. Give it up. Thy will be done. Just be used by God the way He wants to use you. So if He wants to prune you, He wants to prune me, let Him prune away. It may hurt for a season, but God knows it's for our good. He works all things out for the good of those who love Him. But let's look for a few more um, scriptures. Um, You know, and the Bible talks a lot about works, right? Works. But once again, remember that we're saved for good works, not by good works. We're never made right with God by our works. We're made right by the blood atonement of Jesus Christ, by His grace and being born again. The Bible says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God and not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so everything that you have, even everything we have, is all given by God. God's grace, if you're alive today and you're reading and you're listening to this, it's by God's grace that you're there. Even if you're an unbeliever, it's still an act of grace. So listen, turn to Jesus. Let go of your dead works. Let go of your works that don't save you. Don't let Satan or the world or your own flesh try to tempt you into looking at yourself and trying to be worthy enough for God when you're not, you will never be. Even as a Christian, don't let, don't let it fall back in and be deceived into, into being underneath the law for righteousness because you're not going to be made righteous. You're made by the law. You're made righteous by faith, by what Christ has done. He is your righteousness. He is your salvation. He is your redemption. He is everything and we look to him as our lord and as our savior and he the good person who and he who began a good work and you will finish it to the end if i quoted that right romans three twenty eight. for we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law um so just you know hold on to it hold on to him and you know what it's a it's such a it has to be such a slander to christ even when, even when we know we don't try for it to be, when we try to look at anything else but Him, His work is finished. He said it's finished on the cross. He's opened up the door of salvation so that we could come in by faith, through His grace, by faith in Him and what He's done, His precious blood and His resurrection from the dead. And so I'll leave you with this. Don't let the works whittle their way into your life and your relationship with Christ as your justification and as your salvation and as your standing with God. Don't let it do it because it will come in and it's just a, it's like an infection. But trust in Christ alone. 
just Christ alone. That's it. Trust in Him as your salvation. As you look to Him for everything, for your justification, for your sanctification, for your salvation, for your redemption, for your hope, for your peace, for your joy. Put everything into Christ Jesus our Lord. And I will leave you with 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 15, if I can get to it. And I'll share this with you if you're an unbeliever. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, and then we'll finish up here. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Put your faith and trust in Christ, not your works, not your own righteousness, not your own standing. We've proven out of the Word of God today, we have, we have showed that man is not justified by the works of the law before God, that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, that the wages of our sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that only through that, okay, only through that do we have peace with God. Through Jesus, through His redemption, through His salvation. Verse 20 of Romans 3, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in His sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a proposition through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So only faith and belief upon what Christ has done in His precious blood shed on Calvary, His death, burial, and resurrection can a man be saved only by believing in Jesus and what He's done, by putting your faith and your trust in believing the gospel of your salvation. Not your works, not how much you do good, not how bad of a person you are. The only thing that we could do is believe Christ and receive it by believing in what He has said and what He has done on the cross. Until next time, this is By the Blood Ministries.